My name is Tony, and I was in a cult for over a decade. And my name is Lindsay, and my sister was in a cult for over a decade. And now I'm out. Lindsay and my family helped get me out, and we have created a podcast. Playing in Traffic. We interview survivors of the Wimscog. We cover topics of healing and topics of all things about cults. So tune in, like, subscribe, whatever all that means, and enjoy the process of deconstruction. Welcome to Playing in Traffic. This is our disclaimer song. This is our disclaimer song. It's our opinion. Don't sue us. Don't sue us. If you didn't want us to make a podcast about you, then you probably shouldn't have started a religion where you brainwashed people and separated them from your family, so it's kind of your fault. But don't sue us. Don't sue us. You know who you are, so don't do it. Don't sue us. Stay with us. A terrific hour of live radio. A local cult survivor joins us next. We're back. Welcome back to Playing in Traffic, everybody. You didn't think we'd be gone forever, did you? We came back. We're here. Ooh, what a summer. What a summer. Did you have a good summer, Lindsay? I had a great summer. Just so busy. Yes, yeah, so busy. We hung out with our family, our kiddos, and now we're back in action. Thanks for being here, friends and families. Yeah, today we're going to catch up on some stuff that's been going on. We did something really exciting, you guys. I think it's one of my bucket list items of lifetime goals because I've always enjoyed radio ever since I was little. Like any type of radio, music radio, talk radio. It was different when we were little. You know, we had radios and boom boxes and and little radios in our rooms, you know, those ones that you push the top and then the, the thing goes up. Oh my gosh, I can still hear it. And so what did we do, Lindsay? You want to tell them what we did? Tony and I got to be on actual radio in Colorado and it was really fun. We got to talk about the Wimscog. Yeah, so we got to be on a real radio station. It's called 710 KNUS. It's an AM radio station in Denver. But it's a very popular radio station, and it's mostly right-leaning, conservative talk radio. Yo, which Tony had to talk me into it, okay? Because when she first told me we were going to be on, I was like, heck to the no. That goes against all of my political... Surprisingly, I love this radio station and I love all the hosts on it. And I like to listen to the views that they have. Yeah. And I get frustrated and I turn it off. So Tony was like, it'll be good to be on a radio show that is not our normal, who we normally wouldn't feel like we're speaking to when we're on the podcast. 
Right. And it's a way to actually reach this reach the city of Denver and you know, actually the state of Colorado because we got a special call from Colorado Springs. I can't wait to tell them about that. Oh yes. So it ended up being really fun. It was like way way cool. It was a very cool experience. <laughs> so we're very nervous. This is, like I said, kind of like a lifelong dream. And I know the host. His name is Stefan Tubbs. And his opinions are 100% different than mine politically and in a lot of other ways. But I enjoy listening to him. And I enjoy yelling at my radio and having debates with him. He never gets to hear him. So it was so exciting to go to the studio and meet him in person. And so we, me and Lindsay met down there after work one day you know, Denver traffic, trying to get, you know, all the way to the area. If you guys know what Colorado is like, you know, it's packed with traffic. Anyway, so we get there and we have to kind of, you know, search the hallways to get to this spot. And we're nervous because we don't really know what to expect. This is live radio. So, which is very different than podcasting. And we had really not had any like pre-interview or anything with him. It was just really all on the fly, right? Yeah. It you was making Lindsay nervous. <laughs> so we finally get, and it's very secure. It's this very secure area. We have to ding a little doorbell and this guy comes and meets us. And we're a little bit early, you know, so we have to wait behind this glass door and we can see him and we can hear him talking. And correct me if I'm wrong, Lindsay, wasn't this the day that Trump was indicted for the third time in Florida? I think so. Something could be wrong. It was it was a big Trump news day. Yeah, big we're Trump news day. We're in the producer's office, so we so we can hear him, but we're sitting right next to the producer too. So it's not like we have free reign to just be like, "What the hell is happening?" We're just like we had to kind of compose ourselves in a like, tiny little room. It was very funny. <laughs> tiny little room. We had like little juices that we had got, and we're we're just waiting. And as we're waiting. This is what he says. So at the risk of be, being labeled a, yet again a misogynist, anti-gay, anti-anybody, anti-women, um, what else? Nazi, womanizer, racist. I'm going to go there. I will open up this story, read a little bit to you. So me and Lindsay are sitting there. We don't know if we should be crying, laughing, running out the freaking door. We don't know what is happening. We don't know what this guy is going to think of us. Yeah. <laughs> very nervous. And we're like, what are we getting into? Who are we talking to? What is happening right now? <laughs> we're like, okay, we do not want to be involved with Nazis, racists. And listen, listen, I've listened to Seven Tubs a long time. I personally do not think he is any of those things, but he gets a lot of hate from all different kinds of sides. You know how people are. Yeah. No. So what were you thinking, Lindsay, when that happened? I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to kill my sister. <laughs> because I was hesitant to go on there because when I listen to him, I get frustrated with him, too, because he's so conservative. He just he just not that that's bad. OK. Being conservative isn't bad. No, it's just frustrating for me. As a person, I'm like, I'm like in my like long hippie dress. I totally cannot hide the fact that I am a liberal, woke, hippie, like totally not the kind of person that 
probably Stefan Tubbs sees on a daily basis. So I'm like feeling so exposed and I'm just feeling real weird and awkward. Anyways, it was it was funny, but I was also very nervous. And Tony's just It like, was a funny beginning. <laughs> it was a funny beginning. But we want to share all of this with you guys because it ended up being something amazing, right? It was like a thousand times more fun and way cooler than I thought it was going to be. Right. And I felt like push, like we pushed ourselves and we put ourselves in an uncomfortable situation to talk to somebody that maybe made us uncomfortable. But then in the end, that had a great benefit. Yeah. He actually ended up being a super nice guy. Although, in all fairness, we did not speak politics. So it might have gone a whole different way if we had spoken, you know, about something else. Yeah, that's true. That's a really good point. Okay, so then we go. We're in our seats to put on our headphones. It's so exciting. And I honestly think the interview was amazing. We were supposed to go on, I think it was from, wasn't it like 6 to 6.30? I think it was an hour. Okay. I think it was an hour and they do like little 15-minute commercial breaks in between. Right, that's right. So it was really like 45 minutes of air time. And I was nervous because I was like, are you like, I know that we have a lot of content, but like, how are we going to either smush it all in and or talk for that long if it's like a awkward on live radio? So it was very fast. I loved it. It was totally different than the podcast. He came up with interesting questions and he threw them at both of us equally. And I really liked that. It was it was fast. It was fast. It was hard to think that fast. And Looking back now, there was a lot of things that I left out and I really regret, but this is all a learning experience. And that's what we want to share with you guys. This is something that we talked about after too, is that it made me very conscious of the way that we make our um, guests on our podcast feel when we're like changing the topic really quick or throwing a question at that they had no time to prepare for. Because there's a moment in there where he asked me a question and I just go like this, uh, uh, and then he he has to rebound back and he's like, it's okay. It's live radio, whatever. But we do that sometimes with our guests where we get so excited and we'll ask, it's not like he asked me the wrong question. I just didn't have an answer right there on the tip of my tongue. Um, it made it, it's good for us to be on the other end of it because it is it, helpful when we're asking questions to our guests to say, uh, to keep to stay on track and not go from like one part of a story and be like, oh, I forgot to ask you, where did you grow up and go to school? Like totally throw them off off track. So that was interesting. That was interesting. But I do think that's the difference between live radio and a long form podcast where you can talk for hours. Yeah. But yeah, and I agree. You can edit or you can say, let me think about that. And then when we're done, I'll come back and give you the right. answer and you can just pop it in there. Right. Yeah. So, so we want to share with you guys some of the stuff that happened, some of the parts. We're not going to share the whole thing. Like I said, so we were only supposed to be there for an hour, but then he ended up keeping us longer. And that made me feel really special. If anybody wants to go back and listen to this, mm -hmm. like in its entirety, Stefan Tubbs show on Apple, Spotify. I think he's on Spotify, right, Tony? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, we'll put a link. We'll put a link to it. We're only going to play a few clips, but yeah, like she said, if you want to go and listen, then go on ahead. Please disregard any political talk, any political commentary. That's not what we're talking about. All yeah. right, so this is how it kind of went. 
the the majority of people that normally listen to this program and this is we're breaking format and I have no problem with it, but they would not think, would they, that this kind of stuff exists within Colorado borders? Our guests in studio, Tony and Lindsay, they are sisters and they're born and raised here in Colorado. They have a podcast that is called Playing in Traffic. All right, which one of you came up with that? Because that's a good one. Our mom. <laughs> good job, mom. Yeah. She used Playing, to tell us, go play in traffic. Playing in traffic, 65 episodes strong. You started in November of 2021. It's available via uh, Apple iTunes and, and on Spotify. And did you believe... Did you believe when you were telling your family, or I don't know if you told your grandmother, but you're telling your family Christmas is is a Satanistic holiday. Did you, were you at a point where you did believe that? A hundred percent. I believed everything. Guys, it's us. We're here in the present. Interruption, interruption. Lindsay, when I was sitting in that chair and he asked me, what did he ask me? Did I believe it? Did you really believe that when you were telling everybody? I I had a really what is that word? Like I had a realization in that moment. I I had never been asked that before. I've been asked a lot of things, but I had never been asked do I did I really believe it? And it, that has honestly never even come across my mind that people would think that I didn't believe it. I guess it's 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 like making my heart race because I can't express how deeply I did believe it. I mean, I changed my I changed every single thing in my life and gave every single part of myself to this place and to these gods. Did you feel you know? like angry at him when he asked or were you just like, oh, no, could- no. And that was the thing is he was genuinely asking. and. I appreciated the question. It made me realize that there's a lot of misunderstanding when it comes to being in a coercive group like this. And there's a lot of misunderstanding about 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 people who are in these groups. And so that just makes me want to tell more people. Listen, I think Seven Tubbs is highly educated. I appreciate his different views and opinions, but um, but I was surprised to hear that question. And and I just, it was just one of those moments that I was like, wow, you know, people really don't know what it feels like. And I just want to help them know what that's like, you know? And I do feel like through this interview, that happened. Don't you feel like that happened? Yeah. That's why it was it was way it was way more than I was expecting. Um, you could see the reactions on his face. It was cool. Right. He was, he was shocked in a way that I forget that your story is shocking when you first hear it, because we've done the podcast for long enough that I'm kind of desensitized to it. So it it really takes like a very um, unique story to knock me back into realizing like oh this isn't normal. There were so many years that I watched you go through this that it's kind of become normal for us. But it is shocking. When and you- in reality, my story is minor compared to some of the ones that we've had on the podcast, right? And so, so seeing his surprise, 
it honestly sort of validated my experience a little bit, like something really strange and wild did happen to us in our family, you know? So anyway, I just wanted to point that part out. And for anybody who ever wonders, yes, people absolutely 100 million percent believe it. And that is why they will sacrifice everything, even their own parents, even their own children. All right, so let's go but, back. But oh, not like sorry. an actual sacrifice. Let's just be clear. Yeah. on that. She's not talking about I mean, a physical sacrifice. She's talking about like a relationship sacrifice. Exactly right. But in an extreme case, you know that case that we talked about in Africa? I think that the last time that we heard there, there's, there's I think, over still 600 kids missing, people missing. But that's not Wimscog. That's not Wimscog. It's not Wimscog. It's for, okay. I want to different. Uh, just reiterating that Wimscog does not sacrifice. No, Wims. <laughs> no. The World Mission Society Church of God does not sacrifice children. Literally. Okay. That's how I just. Be, okay. I want to be crystal clear for the lawyers later. Mm-hmm. This gets made in court. Proven suit. Okay. Right. <laughs> All right. So let's go back. What day did we go again? Um, on August third. I want to ask. Um, I want to ask both of you first. First to um, to Lindsay and then to you, Tony. Hearing this from you know this. You you've done sixty five podcasts. You know your sister's story. But what do you think when you're sitting here live on the radio, That's listening to this again? What's going through your mind? I forget how shocking it is until I see your face. Yeah, reacting. I'm trying. I'm trying my best you're, not to go. Wow, you're but, doing a great job. Thanks. But but just seeing your face, I'm like, it's a really sad story. And she glossed over the doomsday part of it. But well, it we a, can get into it or not. But do you feel like your sister sitting here to your right? Are you lucky she's still here? Yes. Yes. How come? Because I was very worried that the worst possible thing that a lot of cults do at the end with the doomsday cult um, doctrine is that, you know, at the end, the world ends for them, if not for everybody, you know. Uh, So I'm glad that she's out and I love watching her every day. Just like it's almost like a a rebirth, a new life. Yeah. Yeah. Do you this is the I, I realize every time I say this in any kind of situation on the radio or off the air. I know it's a cliche question, but do you feel lucky, Tony? I do feel very lucky. I feel very lucky because, like you asked, did I believe it? I believed it. Let's take a break there. Our two incredible guests, Tony and Lindsay, and if it uh, if it has not been expressed uh, since we went on the air at 405, I've, I've talked about having these two ladies in studio. It takes guts. They do not have to be here. They do not have to, Tony especially does not have to share her story. Lindsay doesn't have to say, and she'll tell us in our next segment, you know, how how did Tony get out? And you know, the scary part is for me, and I will say, that's my word, I will say scary, is there's somebody listening to you, one of your, maybe it's not you, but there's a fellow listener of yours listening to the sound of Tony and Lindsay and me, that they're in this situation right now. I guarantee it. So we're gonna talk about how how Tony got out and when we come back, we'll do it after traffic and weather. There is a reason why there is a uh, kind of some of our coverage on, believe it or not, the saga, drama, horrible story of my former dentist, Dr. Jim Craig. That's one of the reasons why Tony reached out. We'll get into that coming up next. Stay with us, The Hour with Tony and Lindsay. And again, their podcast, Playing in Traffic. You can find that iTunes and Spotify. This is 710KNUS. Hey, we're in the, we're in the future. Um, not the future. We're present. In the, present. We're in the present now. 
We're but in actually, the present. technically in the present, in the future, when the other people listen to this podcast. Oh my God, it's going to be confusing. Okay, we're here now, in now <laughs> time. Whatever time you're listening, that's the time we're in. Technically, future for us now, though. So we are time. Okay, okay. <laughs> point that out for us. We are interrupting our interview to make a point. Okay, quick side note. In Colorado, there is a dentist who has recently been arrested for poisoning his wife with arsenic, it's believed. So Stefan Tubbs made a podcast about it called Arsenic, and I'm really interested in it. And he goes through the court documents and the arrest happens to be so i listen to his podcast and i listen to a show and he talks about this dentist because it's his former dentist and this this dentist happens to be um an flds member and so i reached out to seven tubs because i wanted him to research that side of the story because nobody was talking about that because her and her husband were known to be strong believers and members of the Mormon community in Colorado. And you know me, I'm just curious. Whenever I hear something like that, ding, 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 ding. Because in Colorado alone, and that's what I really keep my eye on, you know, we have seen a lot of crimes or accidents. There's even been deaths connected to different religious groups in Colorado. So that's why I just threw it out there as an idea. And so then we kind of started talking email and then he invited us to come into the studio for the interview. So that's kind of how it all started. I think that everybody should be aware of cult activity that's happening in your state. I think everybody should just keep your eyes on the news and try to warn as many people as you can. It's like counter preaching. It's like we're preaching to people don't be in the cult. <laughs> okay, guys, we're in the present now. All of a sudden, we're sitting there talking. He's reading the messages. And then we got a really cool surprise. I'll tell you what, we've got we've got a phone call. And uh, Lou, if we can, let's get to Colorado Springs. Esperanza joins us. Um, you guys you guys know Esperanza? We do. Hi, Esperanza. Welcome. Hi, everyone. Hi, good. Well, welcome to our, our, our little radio club here. What's your story? Um, yeah, I was in the cult for about five years. Um, I just wanted to call and verify everything they're saying actually happens there. All right. If you guys want to hear all of Esperanza's part, you have to listen to the whole episode. It was really good. I was so happy she called. It was really surprising and fun. Esperanza, let me ask you, you're coming up on a year of being out of this this world and I, who am I to say it was all bad? I don't know. Um, that would be up up to you to to convey to everyone. But what do you think if if you weren't coming up on a year of being out, if you were still in, how does your life transpire? What do you think happens? Oh, terrible. <laughs> um, I I think that they would have arranged me in an, in another marriage. Um, that I probably would have. I almost moved across the country without telling any of my family or friends. For the cult, and this is something that happens often. Um, I mean, I, I don't know. It would have been whatever they told me to do would have been my future. So, <laughs> mm -hmm. let me ask you just real quick. Um, 
what inspired you to call? Because I, and frankly, I don't know if that's your name. And if it is great, if it's it not, is. okay. But what, what inspires you to, to call? Is it more just to, to validate what they're saying? Because I don't know if there's anybody listening to us. I certainly believe every word I've heard, but what about you? What, what inspired you to, to take part? Yeah, I, I really think that coal education needs to be more mandated in especially colleges, but even within general education at high schools um, before they're making that transition. And I, not a lot of people know what actual coal is and what the signs are to look for. And so I'm, I'm super passionate and supportive of any education and awareness that, mm-hmm. that gets out there. And I think that when people are hearing it for the first time, they don't, they might not believe it or, um, you know, and, and, or they might have a family member that's in it and don't, don't think that it's possible for their family member to be in that situation. And so just hearing these things and hearing them being validated by multiple ex members, mm-hmm. um, they can see like, okay, yeah, these things are actually happening to real people, intelligent, amazing people every day um and it it needs to be talked about wow that's an excellent answer and i just wonder like next week i mean do you almost celebrate a like a birthday do you know what yeah i'm going um i'm from new mexico originally so making a trip back home and i'm just going to do all the things that are me (laughs) do you feel like you have me back you know do you feel like you have you back yeah i do (laughs) that's a good thing you are yeah. an excellent caller. You got a good podcast guest there, ladies. Esperanza, thank you so much. God bless you and, and, and best of luck. Now on to another clip from Stefan Tubbs. I, I do want to say that I hope that people are kind if you run into people like this because these people are indoctrinated. It's not them that are, you know, um, doing these things on purpose. It's actually the leadership, you know, the... Mm-hmm. Well, it's take, it takes a while to get to get fully kind of ratcheted up. And I'm sure to try to ratchet down, there's been a lot of counseling too. Yes, lots of therapy. And, um, you know, preaching the gospel is part of their doctrine. That's the only way that you can get to heaven. So when they're out preaching to you, they're doing it for their blessing. They're not doing it to bother you. You know, just be polite to them. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe ask them, how was your day? You know, what was your last meal? When is the last time you had uh, a good night's me. sleep? Sorry. Something like I, that. I love you. No way. <laughs> if, if you if you showed up at my door, I'd say, you know what? Whatever you're selling, whether it's uh, spiritual or uh, a new garage door, I'm not interested. You have a great day. Bye-bye. That's usually the response that people get. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't scream at you. Right. But. Okay. Then when he got to this part, you should have seen me and Lindsay both because this radio station and this host, like we said, he's very conservative and it's a very like, what would you say? Like not aggressive, but masculine. What what do you think the word is? Yeah, I think both of those are good words for it. I thought that that was funny because that's a very big difference. I think that most people want to just shut the door and tell you, get the heck out of here. Don't you see my no soliciting sign? We got that all the time. Can't you read what you guys can't read? No soliciting. We don't want to be bothered, you know? And when you say that stuff to somebody who is preaching and in this kind of mindset, you're pushing them further in because you're persecuting them, quote unquote. And you're making them think that this is right. This is what happened to Jesus. 
look, they even killed Jesus. They put him on a cross. So anyway, um, I think that he was surprised. Don't you think he was surprised when I was like, oh, you should just be nice and offer them a meal and ask them how their day is. Totally. I felt like I felt like um, he wanted you to say something like tell them they're in a cult or yeah. I felt he was surprised by your reaction. Yeah, for sure. I was surprised. Right. So that was really interesting to say that. But I think that's what he was expecting you to say. Do you see how this could go to midnight? Lindsay's shaking her head. So yes. Well, you know what? Save it because I want to go one more segment. I realize, ladies and gentlemen, that the former president of the United States was in a federal courtroom earlier today. We're doing our best, but this to me is, is just absolutely fascinating, and I'm certainly not going to apologize for it. We'll get more news coming up with Lori later this hour, but our guests, Lindsay and Tony, and um, thank you for the text coming in. I'll share them with our guests coming up uh, before we say goodnight at 7 o'clock. Right. Okay, this is our absolute most favorite clip of the whole interview. <laughs> favorite part, when we're sitting there in that moment, I'm thinking, we made it, baby. We are more important than the news of Donald Trump. I was really, really proud in that moment because I have all respect for Republicans, all Democrats, but I don't really have a lot of respect for that person. So um, it felt really good. Yeah, it was the best. That was the moment that I was like, all right, I'll be on conservative talk radio, I guess. Um, and this is there's really not a perfect ending because I want to keep I would love to have you guys back in, in studio at some point down the road. So check it out, guys, if you want to hear the whole thing in its entirety. Again, it's on Apple, Spotify, all of those. So I hope I hope you guys listen. If not, you know, but it was just a really fun experience. I encourage everybody talk to whoever, even if they don't agree with you. It's fun. It's interesting. You never know what will happen. Yeah. So, Lindsay, there's a new show on Netflix. Yeah, I told you about it. <laughs> Tell me about it. Uh, the the herd versus debt court case, y'alls. So. We're very interested in these court cases. We had recently watched the Murdoch trial in South Carolina, in Hampton, South Carolina. We legit watched every single day of that trial, every single moment we were locked in, the way that a lot of people were locked into the Amber Heard trial. And I think that by the time that happened, we were a little bit over it. Well, I was, and I didn't watch any of the Johnny Depp trial. I didn't really know anything about it. But then I watched that Netflix documentary and I really hope that you guys check it out. We had certain opinions and then other people that we know had differing opinions and it was really interesting. And I would just totally out of curiosity, no judgment. I literally could care less about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. I am under, I, I want to understand their situation better, but just the way the whole thing happened in social media, the way that it was played out on TikTok, the way that victims are treated, women victims, I thought it was really interesting. And, you know, as survivors of this, of the Wimscog, I think that we have an interesting uh, viewpoint. And so what did you think, Lindsay, when you watched that documentary? Well, I think that well, you just said female victims, but that's what's so interesting is that this case, as it was playing victim. out, really, really came forward as like, this is for men victim, male victims of domestic violence also. And that's why people were like, 
men can be victims too. And Amber Heard is a abuser. But the whole time that I watched it live, I mean, I didn't watch the whole thing like the other Murdoch. I just kept thinking, I feel like Johnny Depp is a jerk off. I didn't know a lot about it. So really all that I know is through this Netflix documentary. But from the beginning of their relationship, I saw a lot of red flags on the part of Johnny Depp. Like, for example, he was older than her. He had more power than her. He had more money than her. And it was a lot of controlling. And there was a comment made about how he would never look her in the eyes again. And, and so even during the whole course of the trial, he would never look her in the eyes. And that's a form of abuse right there. And so it felt like, and then there was also evidence, you know, like actual proof that he had hurt her. And also she had hurt him. I think that it was abusive in both ways, but it always felt to me like, like he had, like he was, it just seemed like a lot of red flags in their relationship from what we know about coercive control. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm curious to know if people who watched it, who watched the Netflix documentary that already thought that Johnny Depp was a victim of abuse in that scenario, if watching the documentary swayed them at all, or if I only saw that documentary and it just affirmed what I already believed when I watched the trial. Don't you think that this, this is not even really about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. It's more yeah. about how are we influenced and our biases that we already have, because people, people are were that were so against Amber Heard, there was nothing that she could have ever said to make them believe her. Nothing, no evidence could have ever made them change their mind. But that's the kind of mindset you have when you're, when I. That's the mindset I had when I was in the cult. So it's like, how much is this really affecting us in our normal lives? I want to point out why this whole case bothers me. She was being counter, she was being sued because she said she was in an abusive relationship and he was able to sue her and get all of that money. He was able to convince a jury that he didn't, he wasn't abusive and that she doesn't have the freedom of speech to be able to even say that she was in an abusive relationship. I don't know. The whole thing really bothers me because it's so true. It's a pattern of manipulation. It's a, it, right. It's a bullying. It's what the Wimscog is doing. Yeah. Right? I didn't like it. I didn't like it one little bit. All right, guys. We are going to be here back soon with so much fun stuff. Not fun stuff. Okay. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> okay, guys. We'll be back again very soon with more interviews, more information. And we hope that you're taking care of yourselves and your families. All right, girl. I'll see Bye. you. I'll see you oh, soon. We got something that we say at the end. I can't remember what it is. It's been so long. Boom, baby. Oh. Woo. <laughs> We're going to get into how Lindsay helped rescue Tony, a member of the World Mission Society Church of God. eardrums oh god that's like screeching ah those are so so awful
Okay. But yeah. So, so do I need to be quiet now? You just keep, huh? Do I need to be quiet? Yeah, you be quiet because okay. whatever you're saying is also picking up. <laughs> okay, so I'll be like this if I have to say something. Okay. It is uh, certainly in the window of the opportunity for you to put food into your belly. It is dinner time, maybe a little too late for some, too early for others. But my friends at the Black Eyed Pea of Colorado, they are okay. serving up backyard barbecue like, this time of year. <laughs> you know, the summer is slowly kind of coming to an end. But if you're hungry, whether it's lunch or dinner, try the new backyard barbecue at your local Black Eyed Pea, eight Colorado locations owned and operated by mom and pop, Steve and Michelle. They've got the barbecue smoked sausage, right, barbecue ready. beef brisket, barbecue chicken breast, and I'm St. So Louis hungry. ribs. It, and so. all of these backyard entrees served <laughs> up with two fresh sides and those delicious fresh so baked rolls. There's right also now. backyard sandwiches, the barbecued smoked sausage and the barbecue pulled pork sandwich. And if you want a salad instead, they've got the barbecue ranch chicken salad it's so good Why happy hour every it? day at the backyard to six monday oh. through friday 